Welcome to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite rewatched podcast for Pretty Little Liars. My name is Jay, and I am here with the lovely, amazing AJ Norris. AJ, how are you doing today? I'm getting through it, baby. At the end of the day, I'm getting through it. And that's all we can ask sometimes. You know, some days are like that. Some days you are celebrating that you've gotten rid of this anonymous bully in your life by blocking every form of communication Mm -hmm. and some days they steal all your mom's stolen money and make you do horrible things to get it back like it's 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 not fun like i i I like a when they have action but i feel like it like crossed the unfun territory aj said pretty little liars is supposed to be fun and good (laughs) that's all i asked like like you can even go crazy. Like, I'm okay with crazy. It just got sad. This episode was like a really sad episode. Uh, yes. So for those of you who are listening but not watching along, this episode is Salt Meets Wound. And I want to go ahead and um, put a big trigger warning on it for um, eating disorders. Wait, this um, episode's know your friend bulimia. Um, And we will have some resources in the show notes um, for anyone who would like to learn more about mm-hmm. um, eating disorder treatment and um, specifically um, support for bulimia. Um, so go ahead and look into those show notes for that. And also, if you don't listen to this episode, we won't hold it against you. Please do whatever is best for your mental health and safety. Um, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I really appreciate how you look out for um, the people who listen. Like, I mean, this episode, um, as a fat person, uh, Mm -hmm. I am fat and I'm not ashamed of it, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was hard for me to watch Um, Mm -hmm. Hannah throughout this episode really struggle with her weight and Mm -hmm. also the way that she talked about it um, Mm -hmm. and the way that other people talked about it. And if it affected me that much and I'm okay with my body and my weight at this point in time, Mm -hmm. then I want to make sure that other people, if they're having more intense feelings on those subjects that, you know, they know that they have resources and that, you know, we don't want them to put a podcast above their own mental health. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And physical like health I, at that point. Like at the end of the day, we're just here to like have um, fun, like two idiots talking about a show that's like 10 years old, question mark? <laughs> Over 10 years old at this point. So, like, honestly, put your mental and emotional before us. Like, listen, we'll be here next week. Um, hopefully, yes. talk about something lighter. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Um, oh. anything else you wanted to get out of the way before we jump into our uh, our podcast? I, I say we dive head first. <laughs> That's All my right. Opinion. Well, how about we sneak on in along with Spencer, um, who is. Uh, spying on Melissa and Ian and eavesdropping on their conversation um, on the stairs where they mm-hmm. can't see her. Did you catch what they were talking about? See, um, 
they were being very secretive um, in this scene. And it felt like to me, um, I think you can see from Spencer's point of view, they're like doing something. To, you can interpret that they're talking about something nefarious or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. See, I felt like the entire time they were talking about pregnancy. Like I was like, is Melissa currently pregnant? How is that? How, how do you know already? Didn't y'all just get together like two weeks ago? I feel like it takes more time than that. <laughs> yeah. So if you turn on the subtitles uh, on the episode on HBO Max, at least, um, mm-hmm. Melissa starts talking about how her dad will accept Ian. Mm-hmm. And Ian says, if they find out the truth, they're going to have questions. Mm-hmm. So it is very vague, but like, I also really liked how like in the episode, you couldn't hear any of that, but HBO Max has your back and they just like put the script in for you. Like I always say, if you're not watching TV with subtitles, what are you doing with your life? Like, exactly. Like, it always helps you out a little bit, like get a little more information on, from your TV show. Yeah. And Spencer's trying to find out more information, but she steps on the creaky stair and then she <laughs> runs up to her room. Um, and I love that Melissa asks, is someone there? As opposed to mom, dad, Spencer, is someone there? <laughs> Your husband's right next to you. There's only three other options, unless there's a home invasion, which I would would not be my first thought. Like you are actively in a home with three other people sleeping in the bed. Like who did you think it would be? Like I think she just might be on the edge at the moment. She might be in like core movie mode. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. But it was just like it was just something that stood out to me. I was like, Melissa, come on. Like, we know that one- you're smart. It'd be one thing if they were in the barn talking about this. Also, why aren't they in the barn talking about this? <laughs> I think, I think actually it might be that Ian has too much stuff in the barn <laughs> oh. for them to sit down. That's Ian? my, that's what I'm thinking. Do, do you need to get a, what's that thing called? Storage unit? Yes. Thank he you. had you a storage to... unit. That was the problem. <laughs> he moved all the stuff from storage into um, his wife's parents' home. Mama, but why? You're not even going to stay there permanently. Now we know you're moving. You're moving away. You could have kept it in the storage unit. Where they're probably not able to afford like a nice enough place to store all of his stuff. So like. So so your uh, wife's parents' living room is the perfect place to store it. Okay. So I guess we are talking about like prices of rent like 10, 12 years ago. So I should reserve judgment. Um, but then Spencer goes up to her room to find a message from A and it says married for love or an alibi. (laughs) And that plays right into your Melissa and Ian are the murderers. If it was was not last episode, it's the episode it was with Jess. Ryan straight up said, if the whole, if this, not the whole, if the show is heading towards a certain outcome, I automatically know that's not the correct outcome. So I saw this message. I was like, well, it's not them. <laughs> Throw my theory out. <laughs> AJ, just lay in the suspense for a little bit. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I have to beat to my own drum. You tell me to do something. I, you tell me to jump, I fall. <laughs> that does track. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Ever the contrarian. Uh, yes. Some people find you. it annoying, but I love it. <laughs> Um, so then we have our theme song before we go to the next morning where we're still with Spencer and she goes downstairs again uh, to make some coffee Mm -hmm. Ian's there because of course he is 
and he's like, Ian lives, oh yeah, Ian lives there now. Like Ian is more of a resident than um her mom. But he also like literally, I think, lives there <laughs> in Melissa's you know, fair, bedroom. Fair point as well. Well, don't you live out of the barn? <laughs> Wait, question: Where did Melissa stay beforehand? Uh, she had a bedroom of her own. But she wanted the barn. Right, because it's weird to sleep with your fiance in your parents' home when you have an entire like refurbished barn in the backyard. Listen, I'm not here to judge. Right, but like <laughs> she is. It's like you literally Melissa's thing. <laughs> she judges. Like what she's known for. That and, 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 and I think we we love that about Melissa. I think I liked Spencer because I really liked Melissa. That's, you liked her because you liked Melissa? Well, like I liked Spencer because she was like the main character version, of, like the most we, we would get from Melissa. Ah, I'm just trying to justify me liking Spencer as a teenager. Um, I'm, I, I think I said this last time I stand by my statement. I feel like um, post um, fall finale, Spencer has been like pretty good. That's like, fair. not the best, but she's been better than the first 10 episodes. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so she's just making I also think, oh, yeah. I also think, though, um, Spencer got her. Like, I can now see more of where you and Sarah and Jess was coming from when they was like, oh, but Spencer's a sleuth. Like, it's like, after watching this episode, like, okay, I can see it. I get it. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> um, so he asked, Ian asked Spencer if they woke her up last night and she's like no like I didn't know you were home and he said and this is where he talks about moving out and getting his own place with Melissa um and he basically says like I hope you can start seeing me as family and she has made out with this man like I like I I don't know if you want to see this man as family like this man has like and you're, you're also a child <laughs> like let, let's let's like start with that, that statement this man made out with a child <laughs> I don't do think that's. Do you think they material. were making Folgers coffee? Are you saying that Folgers need to get um, better advertising placements? So then which which, which of the main cast? Oh yeah, this this part you can cut out, so I don't mind underrailing at this moment. Uh, of all the main cast, like which one of them is most likely to find this podcast? Um, I would say Ashley Benson. That's Hannah. Oh, that'd be so nice. Yeah, she's. I feel like she has the least amount going on. I agree, because I was like, it's it's not Lucy Hale, it's not Shane Mitchell, maybe <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Valid. But, no one's heard from her again. Okay, not to derail us. Okay, let's get back to uh, the the asking about. Yeah. So, so then Spencer decides maybe she'll do a little digging and she says have you ever played on that course pointing to the Hilton head luggage tag and he says yeah it was years ago and um it was pretty good from what I can remember Mm -hmm. and Spencer fills him in that Allie was visiting her grandmother uh and when she came back uh that weekend she had been in Hilton Head and that when she came back that was the night she disappeared and Ian's just kind of like okay why why do I need to know about this 
<laughs> like it, but yeah. but like suspiciously, like he, he, it's like suspicious, like. But yeah. also, I feel like Spence. This is the wrong tactic. I don't know if you've been to school or anything, but I feel like this is you. You can he can tell you are asking some leading questions. But I think also she was trying to gauge his behavior. Like, how is he reacting to me asking him this question? I, I would have been weirded out personally, but like I also know I am not the cartographer. But also, like Ian acts weird to begin with. Well, listen. He's so, like, a weird how guy. do you tell when he's acting weird if he's always being shady? You know what? I think just assume he's always shady and weird. Right. You know so that, but then, what's the point of asking the question? Because if you, to, if he's just going to act shady and weird, like he's always acting shady and weird. I feel like this you haven't like, learned anything. But I feel like the, the correct answer here is yes, right? Is to um, confirm with Spencer that you have been um, there. And then it's like, okay, so he's not dodging the question. Like, I feel like once you start to dodge the question, then it's like, oh, there might be something here. Yeah, I mean, and also if he had gone a couple years prior and and it wasn't the best golf course he's ever been on, or even if it was, like, he might not remember details about it. I truly don't remember what I ate for lunch today. Uh, did I eat lunch today? Oh my gosh, you know what, Jay, you made a fair point. I don't remember. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and Ian's older than us, so he probably doesn't remember as much as we do. That's what would make myself feel better. He's on that um, lacrosse field. It's it's the sun. It makes you forget a lot of stuff. And he probably got a couple of concussions from all the sports he played. Fair. Um, but shall we switch households? To whose house, might I ask? The Montgomerys. If we have to. <laughs> Byron Montgomery has made an incredible spread for breakfast. We're talking yes. eggs. We're talking fruit we're talking yes. toast we're talking sausage yes. yes it looked so good and i was watching this like as i was making dinner and i was like man i should make something better and he <laughs> and byron even says like it's okay you can say it i'm getting the hand of this single parent thing which like he refers to himself as a single parent so you should know something is up like that's a true statement like that's like besides about this entire family besides um mama ella is in denial of what's actually happening like the fact that byron is at the point of saying yeah we're a single parent when like oh was it two three episodes ago there was at the sats and he wasn't even willing to talk to it about um he didn't even actually, drop aria off exactly exactly like this man is the most in denial. Like he tried to see, like, hey, maybe I can go to lunch with your mom at some point in time. I he mean, literally like that. thought he was going. So this is what we find out. He literally <laughs> thought he was going on a date with Ella, and she broke the news that she's dating other people. But here's my question at this point, right? What was the purpose of this date? Like, why were they meeting up? Like, well, I think it was like you know, let's talk about things. And he was going to like try and like move things back to the way they were. And she was like, great, we're going to talk. I can tell you that I'm seeing other people. Mm. Um, See, and I, 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 I feel like at this point in time, it, their relationship, at least from what I've seen, because the last time I saw any interaction between them, it was from their child. It was like him talking to, through Arya or something yeah. like that. So I feel like at this point in time, you are meeting for one of three reasons at this point in time. Uh, 
because it's about the children. Um, it's about filing for divorce, or there's some legal stuff you have to take care of since you moved out. But I think if it's not one of those three things, you're not at a stage where you're just like randomly go on a date with a woman who moved out of your home. Of of course. And I mean but I, I'm also rational. <laughs> and also like it's not personal to you. Like it's not your feelings that you're sorting through. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like at that point, like let's start with a phone call. Well, I assume <laughs> there was a phone call for them to get lunch or a But I feel like l- let's start with talking on the phone call. Like yeah. let, let's like get cordial. Like if I feel like you can tell um the way the conversations are going between at least how Ella's coming up in the conversation if there's any progress being made or if there's like any softening of feelings but that's my humble opinion but also I feel like this was not Byron's place to tell the kids that <laughs> like, yeah well either way Mike who is Arya's brother uh does not have a good reaction he basically is like you're okay with that and Byron does respond well he says it's not my place to tell her what to do mm-hmm. correct is true that is fair yes i agree um and mike basically calls him a hypocrite because he was going around and being secretive and dating other people while he was married and like no i think byron's actually being kind of rational saying like first of all i dated other people without telling your mom she at least is telling mm-hmm. me, and I can't tell her not to because we're separated right now. Fair. Let me tell you, the only thing I thought was like, dang, you truly are Arya's brother. <laughs> like, yeah, they just pure emotion, no thoughts, one yeah. brain cell for the entire family, and it belongs to Ella. <laughs> Shout out to Ella. Ella made the best choice by not being in this episode. And I miss her. Yes, I agree. <laughs> like, where did she go? I miss mrs montgomery i miss mom montgomery Montgomery. Montgomery. yes i love <laughs> it <laughs> we also share one brain cell <laughs> and it's like 30 percent mine and like 70 percent yours yes but unfortunately 60 percent of the ones i had is on like what i had for lunch Just trying to figure it out still <laughs> that's fair um so we're gonna flash forward uh and we're going to combine a couple different uh scenes oh what are we combining so ashley is dropping hannah off at school um and hannah expresses that she feels really guilty about losing the money and her mom says listen i already used some of it to pay off the debt but i was going to invest the rest of it uh so that we could pay all of it back before anyone notice notices and hannah asks the genius question isn't that a felony AJ, what does, do you know what Ashley said? Isn't that a felony? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking, because um, you said we're going to combine a couple scenes together. Because uh, I feel like the four girls this episode, their storylines was like pretty separate from each other, right? They were, but so- this is... But this is right no. before she meets up with uh, Emily and Spencer. Oh, because I thought to say, like, do we just want to hit one person at a time if that's the case? No, no, no. Okay. Um, okay. So, no. I'm sorry. Okay, set us back up. I'm sorry. And that, was my, that was my thought process. It's all good. It's, it's, it's terrible that I don't have a camera at the moment because you can't see, like, I feel like you can tell when I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> the camera on. So, 
Ashlyn says, don't worry. I've already paid off some of the debt. Mm -hmm. Um, but now she can't invest the rest of it to pay it all back before anyone finds out that it was missing to begin with. This does not sound like a good plan. Yeah. Hannah asked the genius question. Isn't that a felony? And honestly, Jay, the million dollar question, and you know what the correct answer is? Yes. Not the answer that elegant, not elegant, Ashley gave. And what did Ashley say? <laughs> she said it is only a felony if they find out. I mean, <laughs> listen, the way that she's raising Hannah, are we shocked that Hannah has crashed into two cars or crashed one car and been crashed into by another and committed several crimes? <laughs> like it, it makes sense like based on who the mama is i feel like the product of the child is adding up it's like becoming more clear to me yeah and like it's clear that some more attention could be used and i don't know if i don't know if ashley's attention is what she needs i, I feel like one and this could be like me overstepping my line right now right Mm-hmm. I feel like this is very much energy of either A, uh, um, growing up, she did not have a lot of structure or control. And like now, like that's how she's raising Hannah. Or B, she was overly controlled by her family. And now that she has a child, she's like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I'm going to be more free to my child. Plus, complete <laughs> blindside by her husband who left her for another woman who's a knockoff version of her and her daughter. Yes, that, that is also a factor in what's happening here. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening in the car on the way over to meet Spencer and Emily. And at the same time... Like, are, like, are, are they at least like... Because despite the fact that like Ella and Byron are like separate at this point in time, it does seem like to me they're at least both like still in their children's lives. Yeah, I don't, it does. I don't know if I could say the same thing about Hannah's dad. <laughs> well, yeah, he tried once. And it didn't work great. So he stopped. That's, that's not how you parent. <laughs> Listen, neither of us have children. So what do we know? Here, I might be foolish. Maybe it is really a try once. And if you fail, then give up policy. I'm, that, 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 that was sarcastic. That was no, I know. I know. I, I no, this is me to the um, audience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Spencer decides to call up Hilton Head, the hotel that the... Uh, golf course is connected to and she uses a southern accent that does not feel quite accurate no also also why is she using accent it's not like they know who she is and it's not only do they not know who she is but you don't have to be southern to stay at a hotel at a golf course (laughs) like i'm sorry jay and to all the west coasters you cannot stay at a hotel that lives that's outside i'm not a west coaster i'm from the south (laughs) Excuse you. <laughs> Listen, you're I'm west of me. I'm from South Carolina. You are currently west of me. <laughs> so you are West Coaster. And also, so is 75% of America. I guess with that logic. <laughs> anyway, before I like quit the call, geez. Not that. <laughs> uh, so she's trying to get some information about Hilton Head and to find out if Ian was at the golf course the same weekend that Allie was. Um, Mm. And Emily is also sitting there and she basically is like, why would Ian have any motivation to kill Allison? And Spencer pretty much says, why would Toby? 
and there's and well, um I, I don't know uh, if we saw um uh, agent i don't think we saw agent cooper at this time point in time mm-hmm. but agent cooper straight up says like hey well when agent cooper comes she's basically like hey we have a solid case against ian like there are facts that against are lining toby. up that um yeah toby my bad um so we have a solid case against toby i don't think you have to solid case against ian you're basically going on a hunch and a blood sample on his shirt exactly on toby yeah 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 yeah, there's a blood sample on toby's like they have evidence against toby and it's like he's weird um oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah yes yes to the kids like there is certain solid stuff against toby meanwhile ian is just speculation yeah so emily brings up that you know Ian has lied about a lot of things and Toby also lied about a couple things. But if lying were a crime, they would all be in jail. That's my favorite line of the episode. Same. And you know, some (laughs) of them should be. I agree. I agree 100%. (laughs) Like, there are too many free people on the streets of um, Rosewood. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, then Agent Cooper comes out and lets them know that, you know, you don't need me for anything else. I'm planning to leave. And at this time, Spencer's like on the phone still and real, she gets the news that yes, her fake husband, AKA Ian was there uh, the weekend that Allie was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Agent Cooper is leaving. But I-, I wish Agent Cooper was more of a character because you know, we need the diversity. Maybe she'll, <laughs> maybe she'll come back. Maybe you you know what? Fair. There's I, seven seasons on this show. I just want more diversity in my cast. That's all I asked you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not the only one. Oh, appreciate it. I asked a couple more things for my show from this show, but like I know I'm gonna go get that. But this yeah. is one of the things I can hope for. <laughs> That's true. Um. So then they head on over to school. Um. And Mike, Arya's brother, is chatting with Noel. Uh, they're no. gossiping, being bros. And I mean, they both play sports. Uh, I think uh, Mike plays lacrosse. Yes. And we know that Noel plays football. And those yeah. are both big sports, I guess. Got I would it. say one, in fact, is bigger than the other. Right. But like, you know, they. I feel like the same people run in the same circles. Like I can, like, I can 100% like seeing there's a lot of crossover between the lacrosse players and the football players. Yeah. Um, and the girls are talking and they say that Noel led them to the tree for a reason, AKA led them to the tree for a reason. Throughout this episode, they do a lot of talking about A, but using Noel's name, which makes things confusing because Mm -hmm. you got to remember every detail of everything that's already happened or else you might be like, was that Noel? But it was really A. Like, what is it? <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of the no con um slander campaign. <laughs> like, I mean, he's not a great guy. That's not the point. <laughs> he didn't hit Hannah with a car. <laughs> that is also fair. That is my sole point. <laughs> um, like, wait, but they also made a, they also made a weird statement. They was like, no, it's just everywhere now, and they look at him. And I'm like, all right, school. Where else is right, he like, supposed to be? <laughs> Also, like, everyone in your grade is in the cafeteria right now. So, like, what do you expect? I'm so confused. <laughs> but, um, like, like, but, again, once you hate, have a hate of someone, everything they do is suspicious or disgusting. Yeah. So, 
um valid and uh wait uh are we moving to the ezra conversation with no well first oh, yeah, um okay first we have emily come over and talk about how oh maya is maya comes over and talks about how since pam emily's mom is going to be out of town or out of the house um they're going to study together at Emily's house and Hannah <laughs> asks the most absurd question here. I mean, it's not absurd, but like the way she worded it, I was like, Hannah has never met a lesbian. I agree. <laughs> and she said, studying? Is that girl on girl code for romance? <laughs> like, we love Hannah, but girl we also on girl can acknowledge code? one thing Hannah is not good at is subtlety. <laughs> but also like girl or on tact. girl code. Yes, girl on girl cult. <laughs> and so Maya laughs it off and Emily laughs it off and Maya starts sharing all the things that Emily would love to do, like hold hands and go for romantic walks in the, by the beach and eat dinner by candlelight. And Emily's okay, that enough, that's enough. She's like kind of embarrassed. And then they go run off to be cute together. No, that is not what happened. Yes, it is. I, I, no, um, Emily plays along for a little bit. She and plays she said, along for a little but then she's like, okay, like that, you named like five different things. Like that's enough. Yeah, but like, I feel like- um, Like she Maya doesn't named, mean it, but like- Maya named cute stuff. Emily said something like what? Something about getting naked in the, in the rain or something like that crap. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, Emily said something weird. I was like, have you been in a relationship before, Emily? <laughs> is this your first lesson <laughs> well um and i just think it's really interesting that like maya's entire personality seemed to change when she got what she wanted yeah and i, I don't like that i don't like the writing there um mm -mm. because i feel like maya is a lot more petty when she doesn't get what she wants but then she turns into this complete sweetheart despite the fact that she still doesn't have everything she wants because Emily's family is not approving of her. And she wants to be able to like fully do whatever she wants to do. Well, you know what I mean? Like she's still like, the same free-spirited person, but like there was like a harsher streak to Maya before. And it's just completely, it's, it's like the honeymoon phase, but like almost too fast. Like, like um, I remember Maya saying like in episodes, she was like, if you ain't 100% in, then I mean, that's your issue. But like, that's not my problem. <laughs> like, I'm doing me. Right. I'm and now she's I'm. making sacrifices, which is like good. But like, it just seems like she doesn't have a consistent character type. And it really bothers me. She is solely written to be um, Emily's um, romantic interest. Yeah. Like, that is her sole character trait, <laughs> which yeah. is very upsetting. Um, I mean, you know who else is only written for one purpose? Oh, uh, is it um Ezra? It is. <sighs> Noel comes into Mr. Fitz's classroom as Ezra is writing Gatsby, the corruption of the American dream on the board. And let me tell you, I yes. pay attention to what is on Ezra's board every time they're in their class they're in his classroom mm -hmm. because i love me a literary reference yes and the american dream would you like to define that for us aj uh the Amer 
I think that's impossible to define if I'm being Well, because it doesn't really exist anymore. Um, but it is like important. I feel like at one point in time it was like uh uh, uh stay at home wife, um, two kids in the suburb with a dog and a white pig fence. Yeah, and it was Nine very much job. like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like ah, uh, yes, like anyone can become rich overnight. Like you can become Jay Gadsby. Oh yeah, fair, that's true. Um, and the great Gatsby famously is about the death of the American dream. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because Noel is here to extort Mr. Fitz to pull himself up from a C to an A. He has written a brand new essay, AKA he reprinted the essay that he turned in before. And he says, why don't you give this one a read? And I think this one deserves an A. I'm not going to lie, Jay. That was some BDE right there. (laughs) Like, honestly, there was a respect for Noel I did not have that I just gave him after that scene. I was like, you know what? You got it. You earned it. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I think, like, I only like Noel because he gives Ezra, like, a run for his money. But, like, I also really don't like the way that he completely gaslights Arya. And, like, he was sort of like nice and into her and then he like became like kind of sick and twisted and I didn't like that but you know that's very teenage boy it's very white boy so uh, like <laughs> like I, I've, it also felt like this shift for Noel just happened like I feel <laughs> like he found out Ario didn't like him and he was like you don't like me great I'm gonna make your life hell like it, and it wasn't like there was, and it wasn't like there was like hints that he had this character trait. It's just like one episode. Now this is him. Yeah, and I mean, there is this whole idea of like he was always one of the popular kids, and we know if we know anything from Rosewood, the popular kids are never nice. Well, I feel like it depends on the. I mean, Hannah kid. is, but like. Like I, feel, I feel like like here's the thing, right? I feel like you have like the Hannah and Sean side of things, and then you have like the Alice and Ben side of things. Yeah, and we know that Noel is friends with Ben. Oh, but we were introduced to Noel being friends with Sean. That's why I was like, oh, he's more on that. That's why. That's well, why I assumed he yeah. was on that side. Well, he was also friends with Ben back when he hosted the party. <laughs> well, not everyone make good friends. <laughs> right, and so I feel like. The company you keep often says a lot about who you are, but it depends on which company other people know you keep. Mm-hmm. Um, see, 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 and I feel like <laughs> this, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I've like since I've been introduced to Noel, I felt like there was like this undertone of like uh, he's not the greatest person from you, even though I enjoyed him. But I think that like wraps it up. Like the fact that when I said who was his friend, I said Sean. You said Ben. I feel like that like shows like oh. Yeah, well, I mean, and he and he is friends with both of them, right? So, like, but again, like you said, it depends on the company you keep. Like, there's a saying: you can tell a person not by who they act around you, but who they are friends, how their friends act. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and so he also com- Noel also comments on Ezra's outfit, and he says, "Is this your teacher look?" Implying that he has like a non-teacher look that he has with Arya, which like I just don't want to imagine in my head but like it was just such a weird funny line and also like i i'm a fan of a vest i like a good vest <laughs> but i don't like it on ezra 
Well, fair. <laughs> I don't like anything on Ezra. Also, like Valid. he he looks like a Victorian child mm-hmm. in a man's body, and it makes me deeply uncomfortable. I so, can see Ian that. Harding, I'm sorry, but you made it to my like uncomfortable list along with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Listen, um, Ian, I think you do this to yourself. Also, his name's Ian. Um, so, <laughs> uh, another football player comes in, interrupting the extortion attempt, and uh, Noel makes a sort of shady remark about. How, oh, and he, the other football player, asks, "Like, oh, are you still seeing Arya?" And he goes, and Noel goes, "I think she has a thing for way older guys." <laughs> And that's when Ezra like takes a hip where he's like, I'll take a look at it. And, and like, listen, extort that mutter effort. Extort him as much as you can get. Get all you can from him, then get him fired. <laughs> yeah. Although you, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, out in the hallway, Hannah opens her locker and finds a Benjamin Franklin. She finds a hundred dollars there. And there's a note taped to it. What does it say, Jay? It says, go to 21 Main Street. Ask for Hefty Hannah's order. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know where they were going with this. Like, at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and Arya comes over. And uh, she's like, you want to get coffee after school? And Hannah's like, nope. I have physical therapy. Can't go. And then we pan over to wait, see. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. When Hannah was like, I have physical therapy, I was like, oh yeah, you were just hit by a car. Her past is gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's completely gone. It has not been a week since she was in. It was like a big cast. Yes. Like she had to be in a wheelchair. Correct. Like last episode. <laughs> right. It's been like a couple days, maybe a week, maximum. Golly gee, it's gone. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So then we pan over and we see that uh, Toby is back. Tobias. And he is getting all his stuff from school. Um, and he opens his locker and we see that someone has written the word killer on it in red paint and like serial serial killer handwriting. Um, and he's being okay. escorted by school security and police. Um, and everyone's giving him the death stare, for lack of a better term. And then this think- random dude comes up and is like, you're a murderer. And then walks away. And I'm like, this person didn't even have any stake in who Allie was. He's just like, he just wanted his moment to be like, you're a murderer. Like, he really tried to eat that up for all day worse. But do you think this it helps out the fact that he was already a social outcast? Like, had this been like, let's say Ben, like people were, would be like less like, angry or like unwilling to be confrontational and stuff like that i think people would be more shocked if it was someone like ben and i also think that like somehow they would have found more of a defense Mm -hmm. um but it's it's interesting right because like yeah you haven't read to kill a mockingbird no um but this very much reminds me of Boo Radley in To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. who is already a social outcast. Yes. Um, and when the racist evil neighbor 
gets mm-hmm. killed um, at the end of the book, they blame, they say that it was Boo Radley and that it was self-defense. They blame, I believe they blame Boo Radley, but like they don't arrest him or anything because they're like, he was defending a kid. Or it's something like that. And it's just like one of those things of like, no matter, and it's just like one of those things where Mm -hmm. it's easy to blame the social outcast. Yes. And it make, and enough pieces add up. But at the same time, if you look at the pattern of behavior, as far as the police know, he does have like a very school shooter vibe. Like, listen, Jay, how many times do we have to say that if we were in Rosewood at the time, we would have fell for the... um, Like, I would not be standing up and be like, killer. I'd be like, I'm going to the other side of the school right now so I don't get killed. Yes, (laughs) like exactly. So it's it's, it's very hurtful. It, it, It really sucks. Yeah, and I feel like we both at this point are kind of like, we don't think it's we don't think it's Toby. No, Mm-mm. like not after like, what we see later. Like I, <laughs> I know I said stop with the no con slander, um, but truly Toby Cavanaugh is like probably like one of the most innocent people there is. Like no con is like a bad person, he but like just Toby's wants like to true. get through the day. That's it. Like <laughs> that's all he. He wants. has no goals. <laughs> for life he's just like i just lord lord get me through the day that's all i ask that's all he has i do not want to be assaulted by my stepsister amen mm-hmm. <laughs> amen <laughs> it's, it's sad it makes me sad yeah um, but we'll get back to toby and how upset we are for him a little later but uh, now we got to catch up with anna oh yeah aj do you like cupcakes not really. Oh, wait, really? No. Yeah, like I feel like um, eating a cupcake is like extremely awkward. How? Okay. Yeah, like I, like I, I like I, I'm not. I'm also not a big cake person, but I would prefer like a cake over a cupcake. See, I feel like it depends. It's hard to get the ratio of frosting to cake on a cupcake. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what makes it awkward to eat. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but how like, I, like like I'm like I'm down for a muffin. Like mm. like <laughs> I'm I'm cool with muffins, but cupcakes. Mm. So Hannah, I have a feeling doesn't eat many cupcakes at this time in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets to Lucky Leon's cupcakes because that is where A has told her to go. She picks up the order for Hefty Hannah, and then mm-hmm. we see a flashback of her uh, to before Allison disappeared, uh, when yes. she weighed a little bit more, um, and mm-hmm. she was really upset about something and appeared to have eaten an entire pie or the last piece of pie, but we're led mm-hmm. to believe that she ate the entire pie in one sitting. Yes. And um, this is where... I want to provide one more time a trigger warning about mm-hmm. eating disorders, specifically bulimia and binge mm-hmm. eating. Um, so if you are uncomfortable with this topic, I would say uh, probably skip the next part of the podcast, if not the rest of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But Allie comes in and 
catches her before she's able to throw away the pie tin and says, oh, I can help you get rid of that. And she teaches her about binge eating and then purging. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA throwing up to get rid of the food that she had just binged. Um, like, honestly, just you saying it, like, makes me uncomfortable. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's so hurtful and dangerous. Like, <laughs> what Allie is teaching Kana. And, and like, it, I, go. oh, go ahead. Like, because I was about to say, what you're probably about to say is more insightful than what I'd have to say. But, like, she, she is already shown to be in a vulnerable state. Uh, and, like, emotionally, she, I don't know what she's coping with, but she's, like, obviously not properly coping with anything. Or maybe, like, that is how she copes. It's, like, um, food is her, is how she chooses mm-hmm. to cope. Which and, is, like, yeah. fair. But instead of, like, um, talking through it and stuff like that, even though Allie does seem like she's, like, being a nice friend at this moment, like she's turning her friend to a very dangerous habit. <laughs> and it's also not shared whether or not Allison had done that herself. Mm-hmm. No. And I feel like that makes it a little bit more sinister because it could be taken to mean that Allie has never binged and purged, but she's encouraging Hannah to do it. Meaning that she has no idea the toll that it takes on your body, on your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea the low that someone might be feeling in order to go there, the lack of control. Um, mm-hmm. And if she has been there, then encouraging someone else to do the same. Because I understand why she might, because it worked for her. And at the same time, is very dangerous. Um, especially because yes. they are both teenagers yes. and it, that's a time when a lot of people develop habits specifically around food and mm-hmm. social relationships that last them for the beginning of their adulthood if not longer mm-hmm. um so then we flash back or we flash forward to current day where hannah has been instructed to eat all six donuts that are decorated like little pigs in order to earn more of the money that was that her mom stole and and, and the thing is not just like the fact that she's eating the cupcake it's the fact that like it is decorated with pigs that it is um sent to hefty hannah like a knows that this is a emotional um hard point for hannah like some trauma that she's clearly has not even um properly worked through yet and she's just like or whoever a is it's just attacking that um from hannah like um it's like either do this or your mom will go broke your family will lose the house and it like that's so taxing for a person it's like hurtful and, I, I don't like what i don't and like it's that. deeply personal like mm-hmm. i don't want to say that like i am very fortunate in the fact that my parents have never separated or got or never been divorced mm-hmm. And what A did to Arya in revealing her father's secret, A, it was going to come out naturally eventually. And B, like, it wasn't about Arya necessarily. Her mom wasn't mad at Arya for keeping the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Spencer, I don't think A has done anything of this magnitude to Spencer. And I will say no. that, like, this is on the level of outing Emily. Yes. 
Um, and this has a deep psychological impact on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so here's the other part of this that was really awful. Yes. So Noel and the football and some of the football players are hanging out by Lucky Leon's cupcakes, which these boys are not going to the cupcake shop every day. No. So it's to me, it's implied that A told them to be there. Uh, because like, why else would so many of them be there at the same time, you know? Fair. And, and they're sitting there and they're laughing mm-hmm. at her and making pig noises. And like, it just, like, it makes it that much worse because also it further damages the one thing that really matters to Hannah, which is her reputation, which she's worked really hard to get and is tied to this really hard point in her life because that's what she because that's how she lost the weight to be able to advance her reputation like yes 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 100 like and she's like on the brink of, it looks to me she's on the brink of tears before oh, like, she was like crying yeah like in the, like when she just opened the box like like she was on the brink of tears like just looking yeah. at it so having to actually fulfill the ad and then have people like watch her do the ad and then like make fun of her for doing the ad like that, that is like so heartbreaking and that's also like telling like hey it doesn't matter how good of a person you are how uh, likable you are like this the fact that you used to be fat this is going to haunt you forever just look how they're laughing at you for just eating cupcakes <laughs> yeah and and I think also just like yeah specifically the pig noises and like it Mm -hmm. was almost like they were instructed how to make fun of her because it was so personal I don't know it just there was nothing about it that felt right and it just made me feel really gross watching it and watching it I felt really gross like I felt like I was seeing something that I wasn't meant to see yes Mm-hmm. I I agree. Like I, this was like one of the like this is one of the more uncomfortable episodes for me to watch Pretty Little Liars, and this is like a a big reason why. We'll get to the Emily stuff later because that's another reason why. Next, <laughs> I, I'm not ready. <laughs> but like, and also thinking about like Hannah at this point in time is like skinny and she's an attractive girl, and they're still treating her like this. Like imagine like the treatment she was getting when she was still um a bigger size um girl at in this town, right? And I think another thing to talk about here is just to just to make it explicitly clear, Mm -hmm. losing weight does not mean that you are a better or more likable person. Mm -mm. Um, we live in a society that values thinness and then Mm -hmm. values skinniness. And at the same time, your worth is not tied to your physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, And neither is, and and neither is your value, like your inherent value. Like there's just, I know that sounds like the same thing, but to me, there are some, some nuanced differences, but either way, like your, but it's very clear that like, 
no matter what Hannah does, they will always see her that way. Mm-hmm. And it very much reminds me of times when I wasn't comfortable in my body. And if I got an A on a paper that I was working really hard on, I might go and buy myself like a slice of cake. Mm-hmm. And I would be really worried that someone might see me buying a slice of cake and be like, oh, there goes that fat person buying cake. Like, of course they're eating cake. Mm-hmm. And I was ashamed to go grocery shopping to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm only buying vegetables. Why do I feel ashamed? And it was because I was buying food and I was fat. Mm-hmm. And that's no way to live. And it's no. clear that the people who are going to think that, the people who will think those things about someone when they see someone eating any food, it's not going to matter whether you're thin, whether you're fat, whether you're in between, like those people are going to have thoughts about what other people are eating, no matter what size they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's one of those things, again, of no matter what Hannah does, she's always Hannah and she has to make peace with who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she can't rely on other people to find that worth for her. Like, and, and I feel like her, <laughs> this is also a place where her mom is not helping at all because all we've seen from um, Ashley and a lot of the other um, parents here is like, what does other people think about you? Um, how are you, our neighbors, your school peers looking at you are you popular and not like that and like not taking the time to be like do you like you yeah. are you comfortable in your body right now um how, how what is your self-worth at right now and i think hannah is truly lacking that at this point in time of like i'm not just going to put this on her mom but like for 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 most of the people in her life like how much like are people like truly checking on hannah like hannah are you good <laughs> yeah and And I think it's very apparent from the way that she interacts with other people that she craves that same caring that she's putting into her friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, And moving forward a little bit in the episode, she does kind of get that from Aria Mm -hmm. um, because after Hannah finishes the cupcakes, she gets a text from A that says, you know how to get rid of it. Um, mean mm-hmm. and implying she needs to purge. Um, and Aria spots her and comes over. Is like, I thought you had physical therapy, and she's and Hannah's crying. Yes. And Aria's and Aria notices that the athletes are making fun of her, the jocks. Yes. And she says, "My other favorite line of the episode, which is, don't you guys have practice, or did you lose your balls? Mm-hmm. Which, perhaps both." um and so hannah then confesses about her bulimia Mm -hmm. and how Allie encouraged her to purge Mm -hmm. and aria listens and does what she can to support hannah um Mm -hmm. checks on her when hannah goes to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is the first time that we see someone like genuinely checking in and being like Johanna. Yes. Not are you okay? Because clearly you're not, but what do you mm-hmm. need? Yes. 100 uh, percent Like you you all hear me praise Arya a lot, but like this was one of her shiny moments in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, 
again, we hear Hannah use language saying that she could, she knew that she could be stronger than her, she was when she was bulimic. Um, and I want to say anyone struggling with an eating disorder, it's not weakness. Um, it's, it's not weakness. It's just that it's a disorder and it's not a mark on who you are as a person. It's something that you're working through. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's helpful to frame it as strong to, to, as growing your strength, Mm -hmm. uh, to go through recovery, then I say, use that language. I say that you're finding that strength that you've always had because you're making difficult choices all the time. Mm -hmm. It's about finding that strength and harnessing that strength that you already have in my personal opinion. Um, but I just didn't like the language of, I knew I could be stronger than that. So I stopped being, so I stopped binging and purging because I think Hannah putting up with all of that harassment and bullying and the comments from probably her mom and her friends, Mm -hmm. just getting through every day is plenty of strength. If you ask me. Yes. 100%. Um, so Hannah goes to the bathroom, um, and she considers purging, but she doesn't, she washes her hands Mm -hmm. as we all should. Um, and then she goes to dry them and she pulls on the paper towels and the first one reads oink oink Hannah and then is followed by a couple uh, hundred bills taped to the paper towels for a couple sheets. Um, and so she has earned the money despite the fact that she did not complete everything A asked. Now, was that all the money? Um, We don't see her earning more money, but I would assume it's a good enough chunk for her to for for now at least i don't know for certain see the assumption i got from this was like okay you did this task so here's some of the money back but you're gonna have to do more in order to get the rest yeah and that's the like, feeling i get as well yeah and I, I'm, I'm not usually i'm excited for what a got in the store but like right now i'm not excited i'm not yeah um and i do want to say um this will be in the show notes, but the National Eating Disorder Association or mm-hmm. uh, NEDA um, has a lot of resources for uh, recovery and for reaching out for help. Um, and also some basic information if you're looking to support somebody who has an eating disorder through their recovery mm-hmm. journey, um, their website is nationaleatingdisorders.org. And that will also be in the show notes as well. Um, do you have anything else to say about uh, Hannah and what she's going through? Uh, I just wish Hannah the best. Yeah, I do too. And I think now that she has Aria and hopefully her other friends, whenever she decides it's time to confide, she'll be able to find that support that she really needs and hopefully ask for what she needs because I know that can be really hard. Especially from Hannah. I think we've um acknowledged in the past like how Anna is like not the most open slash sharing person yeah uh, so I think that's that could be hard but I think I like to think this um uh, the actions of Ari this episode is like will help help Hannah through um opening up more yeah same um but that's just my hope yeah so 
not to switch from one heavy topic to another, but <sighs> the next scene that we get is at uh, Emily's home mm-hmm. where she and Maya are having a grand old time studying. And I don't know about you, but you ever get in a silly goofy mood when you're studying too much and you start to make jokes and like, you're not really studying, but like you're, you're studying, but you're also like having off topic conversations, kind of like this podcast. Yes. 100%. Like I, I don't do study groups for a reason because um very minimal study. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you. Do you wear your shoes on your bed? No. Me either. Okay. Thank Who God. Who does that? <laughs> well, neither do Emily and Maya. Because they're laying on they Emily's bed <laughs> and they're studying and the door is open. Like the door's not closed or anything. And mm-hmm. uh, Emily's mom walks by and sees their bare legs. Uh, and she's just opens that door and yells, Emily, as if they're like fucking. Mm-hmm. But they're like literally just laying on the bed studying. Like... <laughs> Truly, there was nothing happening in that room that will even hint the fact that they're anything more than like, at worst, they're hanging out like. At worst, they're like maybe kissing. Maybe. I I wouldn't give you that much. Right, but like maybe they had (laughs) kissed at that time. You know what I mean? Maybe they had kissed, Mm. and maybe that. But like, come on. (laughs) And yes. Maya immediately is like, Pam, I'm so sorry. We were studying, um, but I'm going to leave now. And uh, the, I mean, it's very in character for Maya to call her Pam. It, and it, it might be a character. Like you cannot do that. You don't know this woman. She does not like you. I, I agree. I was like, l- listen, the one thing I'm gonna give Pam is that was so disrespectful of her calling her Pam. <laughs> like, Maybe we're just two Southern boys. <laughs> But like, I this have woman been, is Mrs. Not even Pill. a Miss Pam. Not even a Mrs. Pam, but right. straight up a Pam. Right. Just straight up. Hey, Pam. Like, no. No. And Mrs. Fields says, I'm Mrs. Fields to you. Which, like, good on you. Yes. But also, like, it was a little stir. <laughs> and Maya grabs her jacket and her shoes, and she heads on out. And Emily lets her mom know that she is ashamed to be her daughter, which, like, also good for Emily. Yes. <laughs> I would say even more good for Emily. Like, I feel like this is the first time we see Emily stand up to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's her mom, which I, I, I can guarantee you, just from the few interactions of that woman, I don't think she's the easiest person to stand up to. Mm-mm. That girl will, that woman will not let you be a goth. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so and like, my I, mom is like mm-hmm. pretty open. But, like, when I was growing up, I was, like, pretty straight edge and, like, pretty much, like, I'm scared. Like, up until, like, about this age, it was very much, like, I'm scared of what my mom will think if, insert, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, turns out, she let me have streaks in my hair and, like, I had a grand old time and I became who I am today, which is a whole journey for another time and another podcast. Mm -hmm. Many twists and turns. But, like, you should be scared of Pam. <laughs> but like I'm scared of Pam. Yes, I agree. I am also scared of Pam. But was this this also the scene where um she talked about her dad? Or was that another another time? Oh, 
where she's like don't bother calling your dad yeah because um he also doesn't accept you like is and that's later but i can but but we're about to talk about it so let's just get into it okay let's get into it because that was oh (laughs) so maya did grab her shoes and her jacket but Mm -hmm. she left her backpack yes and pam decides i want to know more about this girl so she does the empty bag challenge Yes. goes through the bag and there's a beautiful little mixed cd from emily that's called maya's mixed cd and i was like oh that's so cute and there's like a bunch of books and journals and whatnot because it's her backpack and there's also like a mint a breath mince tin that's filled with weed like okay <laughs> like i like okay I, I, she's like 16 but i would like to also make a statement <laughs> real quick I've never seen that can with Ashley Mintz in it. <laughs> like every time I see, like not just in TV shows, just in regular life. Like I've never seen someone just like have Mintz in it. Like, I mean, I my dad does. My dad mm. always has Altoids. <laughs> nah. But like, you're, I, I was, but I was you're see, right. I was see, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just want to be clear that my dad is not a stoner that I know of. <laughs> But also, um, it's not going through people's property, especially this. Listen, I know we just said like, uh, my you don't know Miss Pam, so don't just be calling her Pam. But also, Pam, you don't know this girl. <laughs> like, stop slipping through herself. And also, like, it's another person's property, and yes. she's a minor. Yeah. Like, and also, like, what you like? Do you think she has illicit things in her backpack? And this is also where what Sarah, I, I think Sarah and Jess both mentioned this, that in the books, Emily is white mm-hmm. and Maya is biracial. And I do think that there it's more than just, this is where you see that it's more than just Maya being bisexual or a lesbian. Yeah. Um, but also like, why would you like because i'm not sure that people the general consensus even amongst like conservative homophobic christians is that lesbians do drugs mm-hmm. i do think that there is in the white community of yes. conservative christians a stereotype about black people and drugs in the united yes. states and i say this as a white person from my observations. Like, um, a very harmful and- um, Right, yeah, I'm not trying to say it's like, true. Like, no, I'm no, just trying, I just wanted to make it clear. I'm trying that, to describe as respectfully as I can. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I think I said, maybe episode one, I don't know if this was in a recording or not, or beforehand, but like, I remember telling you like, this feels like a white character with a minority playing it. Like, I remember make, making that comment yeah and now it, it, it becomes very clear now that like maya is very intentionally black mm-hmm. because they want to have this plot line for her <laughs> and that makes me even more uncomfortable but it's definitely like a white writer that made maya 100 percent, 100 percent. like but also it's it's not taking care of your characters like like imagine being um a black girl watching this show um back in the early 2010s mm-hmm. and like the only representation you see is this um girl who is like 
not respected um really but she's also like the only only black person there she's also lesbian she also does drugs and she's shamed for all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah and you don't even have the respect of like giving her enough screen time to earn all of these plots about her mm-hmm. like you don't even get to learn the most we get to learn about who she is up to this point is when she has dinner at Emily's house and she shares a little bit about her parents. Not even about her. <laughs> right. And so it's like very irresponsible writing. Yes. And also like it just becomes even more clear without having read the books that this was not only about it being a same sex relationship, but also about an inter- interracial relationship. Very much like in the Heights, the movie versus in the Heights, the musical where Nina and Benny are supposed to, not only is it supposed to be about like mm-hmm. her father, she's dating her father's employee, but also the fact that he is black and she is Afro-Latina. Um, and so there's mm-hmm. some tension there because there's always tension between communities um especially when someone is a member of both but trying to separate themselves from that community Mm -hmm. which very much feels like pam is acknowledging that she's a person of color but appears to be trying to prove her whiteness (laughs) prove her model minority status yes 100 percent like like you say that like I feel like it's not even really embraced with her like um her minority status like I think it's like sure this is who I am comma but we're living in Roseville Pennsylvania we're assimilating into this community like everywhere yeah I was so the language that I was using comes from Ta-Nehisi Coates um Mm -hmm. in Between the World and Me which is Mm -hmm. a phenomenal book if you have the chance to read it anyone listening um it's by Ta-Nehisi Coates the open letter to his son about what it means to be black in the world Mm -hmm. um and this was back in 2014 2015 I believe that he wrote it um and he uses the language people who believe they are white Mm -hmm. because whiteness really is this imaginary concept that was created out of a sense of supremacy Mm-hmm. And so many people that we deem white in 2020, 2022, mm-hmm. were not considered white 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Um, for example, yes. Jews, mm-hmm. the Irish, mm-hmm. the Polish, mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent, Catholics were not included fully in uh, whiteness because they were not Protestant uh, and did not fit the Christian mold. Same with uh, Greek and Russian Orthodox, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so people who believe they're white. And I say that about Pam, not because she is white, but because she is trying to assimilate and earn whiteness because whiteness is almost something bestowed upon people when they've proven themselves quote unquote good enough. Um, and I'm not trying to teach you about race, AJ. I just <laughs> love talking about Ta-Nehisi Coates because I think he's one of the best writers of our generation. Um, uh, he also wrote like, 
think like five or six Black Panther comics. Ooh. And one of the Captain America ones. Yeah, he's like oh. incredible. Okay. He's like legit one of like the coolest people on the face of the planet. Um, sorry, I just not to fangirl over Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, but <laughs> I am. Like, I have met him like and I like, he was like, why are you fangirling? I'm just a human being. And I was just like, you know, that's fair. Uh, but, like, but also like you wrote but, but like, don't don't that like raise your stock a little bit it's like you're all this and you start acting like a normal but yeah so i think it like kind of made him cooler that he like does all this stuff and he still is a completely normal person when he was talking to us he was like i don't sign things mm-hmm. that i don't sign copies of my work because like the value is in the words that i wrote and mm-hmm. i don't want people profiting off of things just because I personally signed it. He's like, you either read my work because you enjoy my work and you want to learn from what I write Mm -hmm. or you don't. And I'm not going to artificially inflate the cost of my work just so that someone can say they met me. Which I respect. This sounds like a cool dude. Honestly, one of the coolest dudes ever. And he also (laughs) has like a very interesting response as to like, what if, between the world and me had been written to a daughter instead of a son and he was like you know that's something that I haven't really thought about because I don't have a son I don't have a daughter Mm -hmm. and he's like and I have had to live with this very real world world experience of having a black son and raising a black boy and I think there would be many things that are the same but I do have to check my internal biases and think like how would I want to protect my daughter perhaps instead of you know teaching my son to protect himself and that's a bias that I also need to start to work on and I was like you know being able to acknowledge that and like almost immediately I was like you either have been asked this question before or you just know your shit Mm -hmm. you're just a cool guy and I think it's both like I, I I know me personally um being raised I know um how I was taught to be like, um, how to be careful and aware. Um, but when it came to my sister, it was more like how to you defend, how to defend yourself um, in mm. these situations and stuff like that. Like, but I don't know if that's with um, every family, but I was just like, I noticed how like I was trained to see the world versus how my sister was trained, uh, not trained, raised to see the world versus how my sister was raised to see the world. And it was like, we, us two, you will have two different experiences. So let me like, um prepare y'all for what you will experience yeah and I think that's both important and also can be damaging you know because Mm -hmm. you're preparing someone for an experience that they're going to likely have and if it's not done carefully I see how it could lead to someone's thinking this is like it will always be this way and there's nothing Mm -hmm. that we can do about it um not to say that your parents or that Ta-Nehisi Coast did that, but just thinking about how, you know, that's how we got to boys will be boys. That's how we get to a system being a system. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's not really a happy episode, Jerry. It's not. <laughs> It's, it's um, really not. So yeah, 
Miss Pam finds some marijuana, some devil's lettuce in Maya's backpack. Mm-hmm. And she decides she's going to do something about it. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, real quick. Noel but, 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 uh, yeah. But um, going back uh, to, the, to the thing I started off with, uh, when Pam told uh, Emily, Emily, uh, don't call your dad because he's uh, just as ashamed uh, of you as I am or something like that. Oh, yeah, because she, she tells Emily, I found drugs in mm-hmm. your girlfriend's backpack. Yes. And she says, and don't call your dad because he doesn't, he, he's not proud of you either. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo uncalled for he just left he was the one safe person that wasn't even safe for emily but he was like the closest thing to say and the fact that um with that one sentence like i truly feel like her mom took that away from her Mm -hmm. it's like very scaring especially um at this point in her life at this trying time for life and then to add on top of it what will happen to maya later on in the episode Mm -hmm. like i truly fear for emily moving forward yeah (laughs) <laughs> I am not looking forward to seeing what happens to Emily just given mm. what we see in this episode it does not paint a happy picture for either of our favorites no 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 um Noel's gonna stop by real quick and ask Ezra for his grade Ezra's gonna give him a C and he says that's the grade you earned and then Noel like grabs Ezra like aggressively and I was like, okay, just physically assault your teacher. But also, like, rough this man up. <laughs> I was about to say, but this man in particular. <laughs> I was like, I don't always, I don't always approve of violence. But when I do, it's towards, like, it's towards Ezra Fitz. Like, it is, this is truly a scenario where if no calm was witness to anyone else, I would hate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because it's Ezra. Like, like, honestly, come on. No, get this man fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we flash over to Spencer, who's on a run. And she's also near uh, Lucky Leon's, because I guess this is the place to be right now. Um, I guess okay. they had the set built. So they're like, let's just use it. Um, and she sees Toby across the street. And people are, like, honking their horns at him from the car. And screaming mean things at him and then there's some little kids eating ice cream and they look up and they see toby and they just like run the other way and toby goes into an alleyway and he sits down and he starts to cry and spencer watches him like (laughs) like it's just sad it's so sad but also like (laughs) i feel like this adds to the point that uh toby didn't do anything because like how many times have you seen someone like out of frustration or sadness will like just kick something or like punch the wall or something like that yeah like instead of like going to violence he legit just goes into the alleyway and cries yeah he's a soft <laughs> boy he's like he's not a bad person <laughs> he's just trying to get through the day it hurts my heart <laughs> it really, it, like i just i don't have anything to say other than i feel really bad for him i, I want i want to cry this episode <laughs> like i truly do like for my characters um yeah well no wait but question are we supposed to take the scene as um smith's having a 
change of heart, like, okay, th- this is no, this, like, this sucks for him. This is a poor kid. He's going through Toby. all of, to- yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No sadness for no for me at all. <laughs> but poor Toby, this is very sad for Toby. Like, she, he is obviously like going through it right now, all these rough times. And then the FBI is on his back as well. Like, this kid needs a break more than anybody else. <laughs> And I don't think he's going to get one anytime soon. Me neither. But like, is this supposed to be like, okay. Um, and like, be like, okay, I can officially turn the page on Toby. Yeah. that I feel like that's what Spencer's thinking. Okay. Cause she got Ian now. <laughs> Supposedly. And this man is the biggest red flag of them all. Um, so Aria, we go to her house and she is, eating dinner with her dad and her brother Mm -hmm. and Mike is so excited to tell well first of all Ari is like why are you friends with Noel and he's like because he's cool like but also I cannot tell you a good reason why I'm friends with almost anyone I'm friends with (laughs) right yeah we're just friends (laughs) right and like they both play sports they probably have friends in common or like there's a mentor program or whatever um, but Mike is so excited to tell uh, his family that Noel told him a nasty rumor and there and about the teacher that Aria loves so much about how Mr. Fitz is dating one of his students. And Byron is like, that don't joke like that. That's not funny. You could ruin someone's life. Don't you know what it's done to our family? Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, it's not a joke. It's true. And Noel's going to tell the principal tomorrow. Uh, How's that? Like, and, and like, he, he's like, he, what do you think about that, Aria? And Aria Mike, like has no idea what to say. And she's like, I'm going to Spencer's. But Mike said like straight up, it's like, no, this isn't a rumor because he's seen it. Like he saw the two people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, he has evidence. <laughs> Which, dang. Yes. And I'm like, go no get this man fired <laughs> and like good for him for like not dragging this out he's like i tried twice to extort my teacher <laughs> well let me just go fire him tomorrow forget the third strike you're out he should have been out after one but like that's just me <laughs> yeah but you know i've been trying to get this man fired since like before he had a job <laughs> right and instead of going to spencer's Aria goes to Ezra's um, and he has some news for her too. Um, He tells her that the lying and sneaking around is over and that the relationship that they have is the most real and honest thing that he's ever had in his life. And he's going to resign and leave Rosewood. So Noel has no reason to go tell the principal, which doesn't make sense because like, it's still illegal. Yes. (laughs) Like he has plenty of reason to go tell the principal like ezra i don't care how you justify this in my in your mind you need to be on a registry (laughs) right he's like he's like no made me feel like what i'm doing is wrong and it's like because it is yes it is wrong and Noel khan knows that it's wrong but like i feel like jay how many people have to tell these two what is happening is wrong (laughs) right and it took, Lord, I, it. it took a 16-year-old high school student, not even his, like, college buddy. Mm-mm. It literally took another student finding out for it to finally maybe go somewhere. 
it's 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 so disgusting it's so and Ezra's like I don't want to feel like what we're doing is wrong and Arya's like me either and they kiss and I'm like you know if you don't want to feel like what you're doing is wrong maybe don't do it like what you're doing is currently wrong on every level and if you want something to change stop doing what you're currently doing I just remember like mm-hmm. before tests or like whatever in high school or college especially in college uh I had a professor who would say like if you have to ask if this is a if you have to ask if you're violating academic honesty then you, you are. are you probably are like if you have to ask if something is against the policy mm-hmm. I want you to think about it because it probably is and like sure there are some policies that are confusing there are some times when there's someone who graduated high school a year ago and you're and you're 18 and you're still in high school and like can you date whatever like you know but this man graduated college and she is still 16 and they didn't know each other before correct and even if they did it would still be wrong and so it just there's nothing about the situation that is remotely right. And he's just like, I don't want to feel like it's wrong. And it's like, so don't do it. Like, it's, it's, it's not like you're being held at gunpoint to be in this relationship with this child. Like, you are doing this on your own accord. Right. <laughs> and just because she is the age of consent does not mean that she is capable of understanding consent. Uh, Spencer, by the way, is actually studying um but she keeps getting distracted because ian's stuff is everywhere wait can i ask and i know you can't answer this question (laughs) yeah (laughs) are we done with alex i can't answer that question (laughs) there we go um i'm i'm I'm, (laughs) you're like a professor you knew the answer before you asked it yeah and you know like i want you to think Use use that that seventy percent of a brain cell that you have because I have the other thirty <laughs> percent. Maybe we swap percentages for podcast purposes. I think so. I think it'll be better off. I, uh, I'm like, why do I have so much? I don't know what to do with all this. No, it's all good. You know, like this is why we're a team. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Take it. <laughs> yeah. So she starts to dig through one of the boxes, but Melissa gets home, and so she has to like do the thing where like your parents come home and you're like eating a snack and like you're about to have dinner and you're like oh shit they're gonna see me so you like run back to do whatever you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. um and melissa drops one of the bags and uh out falls an ovulation kit oh and spencer's like why do you have this which first of all dumb question to test her <laughs> ovulation. uh Bye. and Melissa's like, can you keep a secret? And that's a dumb question. Like it depends on a secret. Well, also like it's Spencer. So no? Right. <laughs> but also yes, but also no. Not very well. Um, <laughs> and she has a spotty record. <laughs> and, and Melissa shares that she's trying to get pregnant. And Spencer's reaction is to ask with Ian no with ren who's left the country presumably yes of course with ian her husband that she just married she just married this man 
but like also i get it i like it's ian but right <laughs> let's miss like, it don't know this yet well pause Spencer does know it because he kissed her <laughs> yeah and so so melissa has always been like you know by the book type a uh very focused on like social mobility and like financial mm-hmm. mobility uh and she's never mentioned wanting to have a family before but she says like I just don't feel like I need to be best and first anymore. All those things that used to matter just don't seem that important. Mm-hmm. She's been married for like less than a week. <laughs> Is this a revenge of the body snatchers? Like, like if I think, he's the I think- same woman. I, th- I really think this is um Ian's influence. Like we see in her family. Like we see how t- uptight and like how y'all have- remember the game. Um high low, right? That's the game, right? They play. Mm-hmm. Like this is the family, this is the environment she grew up in. And Ian is very much not that. <laughs> yeah, but like a baby and I think- in three days. Oh, you're talking about the baby. I thought I was talking about the mindset. Like, well, like I th- right, I but like, like all of a sudden she was a finally- baby after yeah. three days. Well, maybe she always wanted a baby. Maybe. She's never <laughs> talked about it. But also, y'all, y'all did not have a good relationship. That's fair. <laughs> like, like, like that's my thing that goes back to. I was like, it'll be one thing if y'all were cordial with each other, but it was like recently y'all got on good terms. Yeah. Um, well, Ian walks in and is really upset because they were trying to keep it a secret until I assume they got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um but Melissa says that Spencer can keep a secret, so don't worry about it. Um, and Ian's like, I know she can. Which And I want to vomit. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Uh, uh. Um, Some of the guys on the show is just the worst. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, just to keep up with things, uh, Aria tells her dad she's going to sleep over at Spencer's, but she's sleeping over at Ezra's instead, cuddling with him. It's gross. Like, like let's honestly, let's I'm not going to... Wait, I would like to say real quick. Jay, I, th- I had, like, severe sadness in my heart this entire episode. Mm-hmm. But that scene, it got replaced with anger and hate so quickly. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, it was just Ian and then Ezra back to back, and then Ezra, like, went to the scales he's going it was like this is not okay and there needs to be repercussions but yeah let's go to not emily hannah let's go to hannah yeah let's go to hannah so she has earned at least some of the that cash back and she's trying to put it back in the lasagna box which like i guess she's trying to make it seem like it never disappeared to begin with but also that's how you got the money stolen in the first place right and her mom sees her and she's like what are you hiding? And she finds out about the money. And Hannah's like, I found it in the bathroom at Lucky Leon's, which is technically true. And her mom's like, and you didn't think to give it to the cashier or like the police? And Hannah's like, nope, didn't think about it. Um, I, and Hannah's- Here's, here's my, here's my policy. Yeah. Here's my policy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Anything more than $10, um, if you're in a place of business, then you um, report it. <laughs> yeah. But anything less, that's yours. 
Yeah. Uh, I would agree. Um, but also like live your life. Um, so I'm just saying she found those are hundreds of dollars. That's like, oh, like (laughs) in this scenario. Yes. Like imagine Uh, if someone like just happened to lose $400 inside a bicycle and you find it like in a business. Maybe report it. (laughs) Yeah. That person might be very grateful. And Hannah's mom will not tell Hannah how she knows that Hannah's a liar. Um, so Hannah stands in front of the mirror. I love how you phrased it. What? I love how you phrased it. Oh, <laughs> well, it's true. And so Hannah stands in front of the mirror and she says a couple different a couple different things to try and see if she can catch herself. What, how she looks and sounds when she's lying versus the, telling the truth. And she's like, "I am a virgin." And then she says, "I'm not a virgin." And I, I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> Like, I laughed so hard when that happened. Like, I, I needed that. I think the first time I laughed in, like, what, 40 minutes? Yeah, like, truly. Like, it was a small thing, but it was really needed. We needed more of that this episode. I agree. Um. So then Hannah and Spencer are calling, and Han- and Spencer's already told Melissa's secret to Hannah. Um, and Spencer's like, yeah, I don't understand how Melissa is a completely different person. And now she wants kids. She never wanted kids. Um, and both of them find that very strange, but then Emily comes over and reveals that Maya is about to be shipped off to juvie camp for three months because, uh, her mom Mm-hmm. found the devil's lettuce in Maya's backpack and told her parents and they are sending Maya to a juvie camp for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, those trouble teen programs are exploitive and they are not based in actual psychology or behavior, behavioral change or recovery. Um, second of all, like you're just going to ship your kid off. Well, comma, but well, also, like, which has me like Loki, Loki. Um, question. Um, Maya's parents, like the mm-hmm. place they sent her to, it's not like just a juvie camp. Like they said, the last person they sent there was it wasn't even, what they did wasn't even like that wild. But they was like they came back the leader of a worship band or something like that. Yeah, of a Christian gospel band or something like that. And it's like, oh, so you're sending this um quote-unquote lesbian character to this um very christian um juvie place yeah and the reason why i they called it juvie in the show but i i think of it as like these troubled teen programs that like dr phil peddles um and like those are actually known to be like based in abuse and neglect um Mm -hmm. and religious trauma oftentimes and so it's just like one of those things where like that also strikes a chord with me of like, this is truly horrendous because her parents aren't just sending her to like a Christian school or, or just a troubled teen program, but like literally it feels like a conversion camp. Mm -hmm. And not only is it like a conversion therapy place, it feels like, but it also feels like a troubled teen program. And both of those things are awful on their own. So having them together just really bothers me. Like, I've like that was the energy it was given off to me personally when I watched the episode. 
Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Um, so Spencer and Hannah try to um, comfort Emily mm-hmm. um, as she cries because this is a very tragic and awful thing. Yes, 100%. It's very ugly. Yeah. Um, the next thing that we see is Ezra walking through the halls, ready to resign. Um, when a security guard opens Noel's locker and takes out some papers, and we overhear the principal yelling at Noel Khan, saying, "You stole the answers to three midterm exams. How am I supposed to believe anything you say?" Presumably Which... suspending or expelling him. Sure. You cannot say that as a principal to a student. <laughs> like the, the words, how am I supposed to believe anything you ever say? Is like, right. Like he's literally about to tell you about like grooming. Yes. <laughs> but but like let, let, let's say um it's not no. Let's just say like it was like any other student who would like happen to be listening by that like is dealing with something or know some information that they mm-hmm. need to let out and they were going to tell the principal. Like him saying that automatically brings them back to maybe it's not okay that I um open up to this adorative figure or this adult. Yeah, and fun, not fun, mm. but an interesting fact. Um, in mm. On Sesame Street, uh, mm. for years, there was a character called Snuffleupagus who was Big Bird's imaginary friend. And um, they actually made it an episode where and, and, and because he was a, the imaginary friend, none of the adults in Sesame Street could see Snuffleupagus and didn't believe Big Bird when he talked about Snuffleupagus. Mm-hmm. Um, but when there was more information coming out about child abuse from people that are close to the child, which is more co- the more common scenario, mm-hmm. Sesame Street realized that they could be playing into that with Snuffleupagus and they wanted to change that. So they had an episode where all of the adults on Sesame Street were able to see Snuffleupagus and they apologize to Big Bird and they say, we're so sorry that we didn't believe you. We're so glad that we can meet your, we can meet your friend. And Mm -hmm. like, we are sorry that we didn't believe you before. And please know that from now on, we will believe you when Mm -hmm. you tell us something, even if we don't see it the same way that you do. Yeah. Um, and very similarly here, I think what you're saying is right, where like Emily could be going through something mm-hmm. over here that and be like, well, shit, can't tell the principal anything. Correct. Um, but yeah, now Mr. Fitz doesn't have to resign. And A, <laughs> and A, A takes credit for that. Remember how A was my favorite character? I know. Ace my least favorite character now. <laughs> for this alone. <laughs> Just for that. But also like literally everything else in the episode. Also, yes, I agree. <laughs> like, like a- um, and next thing we know, Aria joins the other girls at Spencer's house. And she's all happy-go-lucky. Um, and Hannah uh reminds Aria that A might have saved her relationship with Ezra, but A also hit her with a car. <laughs> Yeah, like A's not this morally good person. No. Just wait, because A did this thing that was wrong, which was keeping this adult man 
to right. to continue seeing this child. Like because A has not that. done anything nice. Not a single thing. <laughs> um, but Melissa comes in and she's trying to be nice to the girls. And the girls are like, why are you being nice to us? We don't really like that. And she's like, I'm trying to be a happier person now, which mm-hmm. is valid. Yes. Um, and Melissa is just talking about how she's finally in love and she doesn't have to worry about Ian looking at other women, which, you know, everyone's laughing inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girls surprise Emily uh, by sneaking her up to uh, Spencer's room where Maya is. And she has candles and made it nice and romantic and they kiss and it's, and they dance and it's really sweet and also really sad. Like with the knowledge that she's being um, sent away in the morning. Right. She's like, I want to spend my last night in Rosewood cuddling and dancing with you. Like, it's like, how am I supposed to be happy about this when that is the undertone of this entire thing? Yeah. But it's really sweet. Um, and while they're dancing upstairs, the girls try to go through Ian's stuff and don't find anything. But we do see, like, as Maya's leaving and hugging everyone and everything, that there's someone watching from outside the window. Who's watching? I assume it's A. But we don't know who A is. We don't. Um, and then Maya leaves. And, um... They get a text from A, all the girls do. Yes. And it says, don't say I never gave you anything. Turn on your computer, which they do. And then Mm -hmm. they finally see the full video of the night Allison disappeared. Uh, So this is the version that um, has Allie teasing a boy. And then it pans over to Ian. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the camera shifts and we hear some muffled sounds. And Allison's hand comes, uh, you get, uh, comes down and you see the hand uh, moving and then it goes limp and it stops. And the girls scream and then they hear a noise outside and they chase someone through the woods. Uh, but by the time they get to the woods, whoever it is is gone. And that's our episode. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, I know you're not looking forward to next week's episode, but who's your MVP for this week? I'm glad we're going to start off with something nice. Oh, I'm good. Uh, we gotta. So, so at first I was like, should I give it to Nocon for trying to get um, Ezra fired after starting this man? Uh, and then I was like, I feel like Hannah has had a Hannah and Toby and Emily have struggled um, a lot through this episode. And I was like, they could also get it. But I decided, and I almost gave it to Melissa's own run child for not being an episode. Um, but I'm going to give it to Melissa. I feel like it, it's after an episode like this, I feel like I need someone preaching. I know what's happened in the past, but we are at a point where we need to um, find happiness. We need to um, be better people and try to be more open and honest. And I feel like that is a message that we need to hear right now. 
And if Melissa's the one preaching it, I think Melissa should get the MVP. You know, I agree with you. I think finding happiness and seeking your own happiness is really mm-hmm. important. Um, I'm going to give my MVP to Hannah for getting mm-hmm. through the episode. Yes. And for confiding a really hard and difficult secret in Aria um, mm-hmm. and starting to ask for the support that she really needs. I th- I think that's a great one too. Uh, I really think Hannah, like I, it was really a toss up between those two for me. Um, so I'm happy you gave it to Hannah. Yeah. Balance, baby. Yeah, baby. I also want to say that I have been calling this episode the wrong name the entire time. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually know your frenemies. <laughs> 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 but that's just because I like wiped the entire episode from my memory. Honestly, fair. Um, I don't so I'm not going to ask you for your favorite A text because they were all bad. Like this time, I think like they were all intentionally like menacing and not in a fun way. So I'm not going to give us the privilege of picking a favorite because they were all awful in a different way. Yes. Um, Comma, but I also had a favorite. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite? It was A is for Allison, not Amateur. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, I understand. <laughs> I understand why. And that was against no con. Also, <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like that was one of the lighter moments. But also, yeah. like, at this point, I'm like, out on A. So I get it. I'm fair. Um, that's That's valid. But I also um, came up with it because I'm like, I asked this every week, so I had to choose one. <laughs> so speaking of A, who is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you have no guesses. I, 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 when, I, when I tell you, I just put a name down on paper. Ooh, I whose just, name? I said Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that boy has no self-control. <laughs> but okay. I'll like, take it. Like I, I think the only reason was because um I said that was because Mike knew um that Noel was going to go tell um, the principal on Ezra the next day, but before he has the chance to, oh now they happen to find these exams and stuff like that. Mm. Like th- that was the that was the only reason. But you also think that a freshman is capable of all of this. No, that's why I just said I put down Mike. <laughs> Like, I think I told you beforehand, like, I have no clue who it is. No, you did. I just, I just wanted to clarify. Um, I don't think Mike did this, but I feel like of everyone, I think Mike is the dark island in one tonight. <laughs> All right. Who, who killed Allie? <laughs> who did let me it? Change, let me change this answer, because I also just put down a name, and that was, like, a bad name to put down. Who'd you put down? I put Spencer. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad name. You have said Spencer before. I did. I did. I did. But I, but I feel like I think I, it was either during the podcast or in the pre-show. I was like, the show is telling me it's Ian, so I believe it's not Ian. Yeah. But, I, but I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, AJ, you got to believe half of what you see. And this half, you, you saw the, that tape. And Ian was in it. And then Alice has seemingly dropped dead. <laughs> so there's very little room for people to come in at that point in time. So maybe just believe it this time. All right, so your official is Ian. Okay. So next week's episode. 
What's the title called? is some advice that I have for you. The title mm-hmm. is careful what you wish for, but it's careful what, and then the letter U wish, and then the number four. What is the next episode about? Ooh, careful what you wish for. Um, and I'm assuming the U4 is a reference to the core four. Like, well, I mean, it's also just like text speak, you know? I, I'm, but also A is the big tester. Yeah. So I, 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 I think this is going to be in reference. I think um, Hannah is going to be given another task to do. Um, you know what? Pause. I think um, next episode, they're officially going to close the Alice case. I, th- I think they're going to be like, Tobias did it. Clay's closed. We're closing the book on it. And they're like, okay, now y'all got justice for Allison. But then they just saw this video of Ian uh, possibly doing it. And they're like, oh no, we might have imprisoned the wrong person. And that's Ooh. what they've been wishing for since like the beginning, since they found out Toby. <laughs> Ooh. So that's my prediction. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, AJ, I know that it's really hard to look forward to more episodes of this show when it is truly just harming everyone that we care about on it. I I believe fullheartedly. If this show was for the most part, like as down as this episode, you would not have asked me to do this. Like, I feel like you love your piece too much for um, I love my piece, but I also love some chaos. So chaos will continue, but I, we're gonna hope that. But I, it I feel like turns I'm, I feel like I'm chaotic good, and this episode was very chaotic evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we will see um, what happens next week, and until then, uh, AJ, if people have feedback. They can send it to two secrets pod at gmail.com. Ooh. Or they can tweet at Dragon Babies Pod, which e. the babies that instead of an S at the end, it's a Z. So Dragon Babies Pod. Um, we also highly recommend that people check out our uh, sister podcasts, which are mm-hmm. about Gravity Falls and Total mm-hmm. Drama Island. Um, they are in the total, they are in the Dragon Babies podcast mm-hmm. feed, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then also check out the Brazilian Dragon Pod. Uh, it's almost at episode 100, two years in the making by our wonderful editor and patron, aka the person who helps us make this all, um, Felipe Shimon, who we give all of our love to. Uh, and AJ, yes. that's where we can find more information about this podcast. But where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at the Kid Norris. That is where I promote any other projects that I'm currently doing. I don't see anything on the horizon at the moment, but like, if there's something there, you know it'll be on Twitter. Who today was purchased by Elon Musk? <laughs> Speaking of dark times, <laughs> just to show you when we record this, so I think this is going to be coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at jmanji underscore. That's jumanji, 
but actually Jaymanji, J-A-Y-M-A-N-J-I underscore, uh, where you will see me tweeting about cats and trans rights uh, and also probably reality TV. And maybe what I told my therapist, who knows? You're in for a wild ride. <laughs> uh, two can't keep a secret on this podcast because I can't keep a secret. I can, just don't let me have Twitter. Um, but that's all I got, AJ. I think that's don't forget to um, go oh, on Apple yeah. Podcasts, wherever um, you listen to your podcast. Rate us five stars and um, leave us a review, and we might read it on air. Yeah, send us your feedback. Leave a review. We promise that if it isn't spoiler-filled, we will read at least one of the reviews and some of the feedback on the podcast. It might be yours. It, it, and you know what? I, I, I would like to give the listeners a task, Jay do it uh, within the next seven days uh-huh. um, reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while and just be kind just add a little more kindness to the world i love that also be kind to yourself if you have the ability to which yes all of us do i agree <laughs> and with that i bid you all a wonderful rest of your day or evening and we'll catch you next time bye Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save Better lock it in your pocket Taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said Cause two can keep a secret If one of them is dead